glad to welcome you to our time of worship at Olive Branch Fellowship. We're glad that you are here this morning. Um, someone asked me a while ago, what's it like for you know you to be here 13 years and your last Sunday is the high attendance? <laughs> well, it is what it is, you know. It's, uh, and I said, I'm, I might just pull a Brett Favre and, and do this several times. So I have several high attendance Sundays. But then I thought, but wait, it's covered dish. So there you go. That, that, that's, that's a good reason for everybody to be here. Uh, we're glad that you're with us today. Uh, it's good to see uh, a lot of folks, a lot of uh, old friends uh, that have traveled quite a ways to be here. So I'm sorry. Our first scripture reading is found in Philippians chapter 1. I'll be reading verses 3 through 11. In Philippians chapter 1, Paul writes to the church at Philippi, I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you, because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to think this way about all of you because you hold me in your heart for all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight to help you determine what is best, so that in the day of Christ you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. Our next, let's pull that down. Our next scripture reading is Psalms 8. Um, and it goes like this, O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. You have set glory above the heavens, and out of the mouth of babes and infants you have founded a bulwark because of your foes, to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of us? What are mortals that you care for us? Yet you have made them a little lower than God, you have crowned them with the glory and honor, and you have given them dominion. Over the works of your hand, you have put all things under their feet, all sheep and oxen and the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and whatever passes along the seas. O Lord, you are our God and you are sovereign. How majestic is your name in all the earth. The word of the Lord. Corey, who are you going to have to fuss with when I'm not here anymore? Okay. Oh. <laughs> I thought I was done, man. <laughs> Ah, you know, over the, uh, I mean, you probably don't know, that's why I'm going to say, uh, over the last several years, uh, those that have been around uh, know that that I've uh, inserted a lot of uh, references to pop or rock music uh, when I started sermons, and, and I was trying to think how that got started, and I think it had something to do with Kenneth saying that Sherry could always name that tune. That it didn't matter who sang it, when it was, that she could name the tune, name the year, the band, the artist, and I and, and it's true. 
she really, she's very good with that. And then Andy, I found out the same thing, my goodness. We started doing this, and Andy would give the answer before Sherry did. And I said, oh, wow. Okay, we've got two among us now. So I guess another reason that I do that is just I just like rock music. I like pop and rock music. So what to do today on what I'm calling Last Sermon Sunday? Well, the, the, the choices are almost endless, you know? We could, uh, we could talk about Steely Dan's song, Deacon Blues. One of my favorite lines in all of rock music, pop music. Have a name for the winners of the world. I want a name when I lose. Say, call Alabama the Crimson Tide. Call me Deacon Blues. But, you know, we don't have deacons, so we don't sing the Deacon Blues around here. So I'm just not even going to worry about that. Gloria Gaynor, probably her most famous song is, I Will Survive. And I will survive, and you will survive. We're all going to survive. Mm -hmm. Little River Band has a song uh, called Reminiscing. Over our 13-year history, there would certainly be much to reminisce about. We've laughed and we've cried. Some will remember the early days of delivering, delivering light bulbs or two-liter Cokes door-to-door -to, -door to get the word out about our church, and it probably did zero, <laughs> zero to get the word out about our church. No one will forget the 5,000 postcards that we dropped on the city, resulting in one person, one person coming to be a part of this church, and that is Tatiana Elston on the back row back there. And let me tell you something, those 5,000 cards and the money we spent, was what a great investment it was. Um, Good friend Ursel Harrison is here today. He was with us when things started. He was with us in the middle. He's with us now. He's, he's been a friend and a mentor to Martha and me all these years from the very beginning when we first thought about, uh, even thinking about, a church here. And um, Little River Band, probably my favorite song by Little River Band is Cool Change. Some of the lyrics there, there's lots of those friendly people and they're showing me ways to go. And I never want to lose their inspiration. Time for a cool change. Of course, Sticks has a song, Too Much Time on My Hands. <laughs> I'm just wondering about retirement, if that's the case. Too Much Time on My Hands. Of course, they also have another song called The Grand Illusion. So we'll <laughs> have to see about that. My favorite rock band of all time has to be Boston. Um, one of their songs, Feeling Satisfied. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, that's a nice one. But are we ever really satisfied with what we've done? Are we always looking to improve? Just yesterday at the backpack giveaway, as we were giving away 153 backpacks loaded uh, with supplies, plans were being made about how to make it better next year, about how to improve. Other great Boston songs that might be appropriate, Don't Look Back. One called Long Time. It's been such a long time, I think I should be going. Time doesn't wait for me, just keeps on rolling. True words. Or we could go to Joe Walsh. Life's been good. He says, life's been good to me so far. I can't complain, but sometimes I still do. So true. When a group spends as much time with each other as we do, especially in a small church, it's different. It is different 
in a larger church. But in a small church, complaints are surely going to happen. We are the family of God, and we emphasize the word family. And every family experiences family squabbles. We've had our share, and we've endured them. We could go with Michael McDonald. Think about retiring. Sweet freedom. Okay, maybe so. Or with the Eagles, Kenneth. Take it easy. Peaceful, easy feeling. Or James Reed, take it to the limit, maybe. <laughs> Rolling Stones have one. Can't get no satisfaction. I don't even know why I put that in here. I really don't. I just, it just, except that there is a restlessness in church work. If we ever get satisfied with what we're doing, I'm not sure we're in the right place. We don't ever arrive when we're doing kingdom work. Rolling Stones also have one called Mixed Emotions. I'd be lying if I denied mixed emotions at this point. Mixed, scrambled, confused, whatever. Phil Collins, my favorite Phil Collins song. <laughs> it's one called I Don't Care Anymore. And <laughs> it has nothing to do with my feelings about this church. Um, I like the drums in it, Jason. I like the drums in that song. Jason's teaching me how to play the drums, by the way. Okay. And, um, but if we're honest, there are times when we all feel that way. Really, if you say you're not, then you're probably not being honest. Um, there's one that's been on the radio a lot lately that I'd never really heard a whole lot by Robert Palmer. It takes every kind of people. Have you ever heard that song? It takes every kind of people, Andy. Well, <laughs> Sherry, I should have had it today. My goodness, you need to look it up. He 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 says it takes every kind of people to make what life's about, every kind of people to make the world go round. I think we've embraced that to a large extent at our church. For such a small church, we are diverse. And I think that we have learned that it does, in fact, take every kind of people. But I also think it's a lesson that we cannot ever stop learning. Always there for us. Possibly my favorite Kenny Rogers song is The Gambler. you got to know when to hold him. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. I really believe it's important to know when the time is right for some things. When to hold them and when to fold them. But I'm not going to focus on any of those songs. I just want to throw them out there. Um, there's another song that I want to focus on for the sermon today. Sirius XM Radio for the past two years has been taking votes for the number one fan favorite Beatles song. And for both years, the overwhelming favorite is a song called A Day in the Life by the Beatles. Anybody familiar with A Day in the Life? Okay, Day in the Life. It was released as the final track of their 1967 album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. There's a really strange point in the middle of the song where an orchestra is playing, seemingly at random and at odds with each other. And here's an explanation of that particular place in the song. It's kind of musically technical, but there are a lot of musical technicians here today. To fill the empty 24-bar middle section, John Lennon's request to George Martin, the band's producer, was that the orchestra should provide, quote, a tremendous buildup from nothing up to something absolutely like the end of the world. McCartney suggested having the musicians improvise over the segment. 
To allay concerns that classically trained musicians would be unable to do this, Martin wrote a loose score for the section. Using the rhythm implied by Lennon's staggered intonation of the words right before this section, the score was an extended atonal crescendo, musicians, that encouraged the musicians to improvise within the defined framework. To improvise within the defined framework. Martin later described explaining his score to the puzzled orchestra. He said, what I did there was to write the lowest possible note for each of the instruments in the orchestra. The lowest note. At the end of the 24 bars, I wrote the highest note, near a chord of E major. Then I put a squiggly line right through the 24 bars with reference points to tell them roughly what note they should have reached during each bar. Of course, they all looked at me as though I were completely mad. Well, you'll hear and probably recognize the finished product. In the audio I'm going to play for you, I'm picking it up just before they do this the first time. And then you're going to hear it again at the end. You see what happened with that. The orchestra began that 24-bar section at the lowest note for each instrument and continued to play higher and higher notes without having to be in sync with the other instruments. I go back to the words. He said, the musicians improvise within the defined framework. It is one beautiful description of what we call church. Our vision from day one, Olive Branch Fellowship is committed to helping people discover and fulfill their God-given mission within a Baptist faith community. Our mission is to invite people to experience the kingdom of God, cultivating a relationship with Jesus Christ that will guide them through a lifelong journey of personal growth and service to others. We are above all committed to proclaiming the gospel of Christ. We seek to practice our faith according to historic Baptist principles including the baptism of believers who have affirmed Christ as Lord and Savior, the priesthood of all believers, the autonomy of the local church, the separation of church and state, and the freedom of each individual. The freedom of each individual to interpret the Bible as guided by the Holy Spirit, to improvise within a framework. You see, through the church, Jesus takes each one of us from our low point, maybe our lowest point, and he brings us along. It doesn't matter at what point you begin when you walk through those doors. It has everything to do with where you end.
It doesn't matter who you are. Jesus takes us where we are and He lifts us higher and higher with Him as we travel the Christian journey. And so we're all on the journey. But each of us at our own pace. It might seem chaotic at times. It might not sound right at times. It might sound like that we're all playing different notes at one time, but we're all in this together. Each instrument making its own noise, if you will. Anyone who hangs around our church for a little while knows that we're not like a lot of other Baptist churches. Of course, no two Baptist churches are alike. That's part of the beauty of being Baptist. I will quote one of you who told me just this week that this person decided to keep coming because they figured those folks were just as crazy as I am, as, as this person was. And I think that's a great description of who we are. Billy Joel says, you might be right, I may be crazy, but it may just be a lunatic you're looking for. One beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. But however you want to describe this church, whatever you want to say about us, one thing that you will find is that we have one consistent message, and that is Jesus loves you. We preach Jesus and his love in this place. We might not always practice it. Who does? Except Jesus himself. But we preach Jesus. And so if I have one final word for you as your pastor, it would simply be that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. The Apostle Paul writes to the church at Philippi, He who began a good work in you, starting at the lowest point, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Jesus takes us in wherever we are. He begins a work in us. He carries that work on. Jesus loves. Paul tells the church at Philippi, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Jesus takes us in wherever we are. He begins a work in us. That work continues as our love abounds more and more in knowledge, as our love abounds more and more in depth of insight. Folks, we are travelers on a journey, fellow pilgrims on the road. Jesus loves you. Paul wants the Christians in Philippi to be able to discern what is best and to be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Jesus takes us in wherever we are. He begins a work in us. We are travelers on a journey as that work continues. And because he lives in us, we are able to discern who holds the future. We are able to discern what is fearful and what is not. We are able to discern that life is worth the living. Because Jesus loves you. Paul wants the Christians in Philippi to be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through 
Jesus Christ. Jesus takes us wherever we are. He begins a work in us. That work continues as we travel on this journey. We can face tomorrow. Life is worth the living. And because of this, we can confidently sing, This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Jesus loves you. And because of this love for us, we are able to share his love with others. Some of us have been together for quite a while. Some of us are new friends. One thing I hope we have in common is that through our experiences in this place, we are always able to look back and see from where we have come. Am I able to say that because of my time spent here with these people, that my traveling on that journey has moved me a note or two or ten or a hundred higher in playing that instrument than when I first started. Can I look back and see my low point and know that I'm still on this journey? Can I feel the presence of Jesus as I strive to move higher and higher in that relationship with Him? My prayer for you and for me would be that through the years we have come closer to the Lord as a result of being involved in this church with each other. If that's not the case for you, I want you to hear it again. Jesus loves you. You can be able to experience peace that passes the comprehension and understanding of the world around you because Jesus loves you. You don't have to fear the future because Jesus loves you. You can live a fulfilled and satisfying life because Jesus loves you. You can have security both now and in the next life to come because Jesus loves you. You can hope, hope now and hope for tomorrow because Jesus loves you. You don't ever have to worry about being alone because Jesus loves you. You really can have a purpose and meaning in life because Jesus loves you. That is my final word to you as pastor. It is a word that has been woven into the fabric of every sermon preached in this pulpit and every lesson taught in this place. Jesus loves you. This I know. I hope you know that. And I hope you remember it. We're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to ask Martha to go to the piano. And uh, we're going to sing the first verse of the childhood favorite, Jesus Loves Me. If you don't know it, pretend like you do. (laughs) You might please pull it up. I thought you would probably have it memorized. Today is a different day. You can give us an intro, too. (laughs) Okay, well... (laughs) 
Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong, they are weak, but He is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. I want you to ponder these words that Jesus loves you as Martha will continue to play every kind of iteration of the song Jesus Loves Me that she can think of. Because for the Lord's Supper today, we're going to do something a little bit different as well. It's going to take a little time, but we don't have Bible study, so y'all just kind of hang with me here. Um, as I've been thinking about my last Sunday, um, my last act as pastor, I wanted to be to serve everyone the Lord's Supper. And I want to serve it to you personally. So, just kind of chill out for a little bit. And uh, maybe just have on your mind how you know the ways that Jesus loves you as I come around and serve you the Lord's Supper. So Martha's going to play while you ponder while I serve. In the uh, life of CBF of Mississippi, there is a tradition called the passing of the cross. When a moderator-elect takes over for the year, the immediate past moderator presents a cross. Uh, for them, just a symbolic gesture for them to be able to have with them, to uh, hold on to when times are coming ahead. And so I wanted to, to bring that tradition to us today, so I'm going to ask Corey and Alicia if y'all come stand up here with me. One other thing to give you, and then I'm turning it over to you. This is kind of an inside joke here with some people. You're on the clock. <laughs> All right. Well, you don't get to sit down. Chuck and Martha, come on up for just a minute. You thought you were done. You're not. You come this way. You got to come this way. You're not on the clock, but you still have I to do what we tell you. We're just going to pray over them real fast and then a benediction for all of you. We have more stuff planned in just a minute, and I have instructions for all of that shortly. But um, may we all stand as we do our benediction. Chuck and Martha, may the Lord of long roads and good friends bless you as you start this new leg of your journey together. May the Lord's face shine on you as you shine on those around you. And may your memory of those who love you here bring you ever closer to the heart of God. May your new home be painted with both the love of God and the love we have for you in this place. Olive Branch Fellowship Church. Just as the Lord blesses Chuck and Martha in their new season of life, may the Lord bless us and keep us as we walk steadfast into this new time together. May the grace of God fill us with graciousness for each other. May the peace of God embrace our every meeting and may the face of God shine on you until you next find yourself in this place. And as always, may the love of Jesus hold you as we go and serve the Lord together. Praise be to God.